Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of DIY Money, 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 Money. That was weird. DIY Money. Well, it is different. A, it is a different and weird Who podcast. are you? Because if you were watching on YouTube or you just understand voices, you would know that I'm not Quint and I'm actually different. You are <laughs> definitely not Quint. You so, got hair. I do have hair um, and you would know that. Check out YouTube. Uh, I'm Logan, so you may have heard my name a time or two on the podcast before. But this you is used my, to sit over there. I used to sit over, over there here before. Right, I was in the corner, and you all just said things that I was going to do in the future. But now I'm here. And then we got Jordan producing. Jordan is now where I was. So before. now you get to come on the show and hang out with us. Absolutely. So I'm pretty excited. We did boot camp a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So if you're part of the boot camp, Daniel and I did boot camp. I did it with Quinn as One, well. Yeah. Um, and, and we had some, so you've seen me before maybe, but Mm -hmm. now is my official debut to get to know you all. And we have an amazing, amazing question today. So why don't we flip over to our question? We want to get right to it and let's hear from Ashley. Daniel and Quint, this is Ashley from Seattle. Thank you for all that you do. Since my husband, Nate, introduced your show to me a few months ago, finances have started to feel less overwhelming and financial planning feels way more feasible. My question is about different banking options. Since getting married about a year ago, we treat our finances as one, but still technically have separate bank accounts. We're wanting to join our accounts and have been discussing different bank options. I've banked with large national institutions while Nate has used local credit unions. Can you help us understand the distinguishing factors and explain some of the characteristics we should consider when deciding who to bank with? In my mind, the large institutions seem to be more secure, quote unquote, too big to fail, and offer things like save as you go. But I also know that my bank and many other large institutions back certain industries or projects that I don't love the idea of my money supporting. On the other hand, the credit unions seem to support our local communities and be very client focused, but don't seem to have the same safeguards from failure. I know my perspectives are likely largely influenced by advertising and media, as well as the banking choices by friends and family. So if you can provide information to help us make a more informed decision about whom to trust our money with, that would be fantastic. Thank you, and hope you liked the Middle Fork recommendation. Ashley, you're a quiet storm over there. I love Ashley. Ashley and Nate are going to be bummed. Yeah, they are. She was so excited to talk to you. Or maybe she'll be just really excited that she got Logan. I mean... She got Logan's debut. She got the debut. That's a special episode. But Ashley is great. She has the personality, she's pumped, and she wants to know where to bank. So, Daniel, what are the main, you know, fundamental differences between a credit union and banking? Right. So, they're pretty similar institutions overall. Um, they will take your money, put it in an account, and then lend that out. So, for all intents and purposes, they operate in a pretty similar fashion. You're going to experience them pretty similarly. Now, the primary difference uh, between the two, generally speaking, is a bank operates on a for-profit basis, and a credit union is typically a non-profit. 
Um, I should know this, whether or not a credit union can be a for-profit. I don't think it can, but I might stand corrected. Uh, but as far as I know, most of the credit unions that I've seen are not for profit. So I think that mm-hmm. probably is something related to the credit union charter yeah. um, that they have to be a nonprofit entity. Now, because they're nonprofit, they are able to pass on a lot of that savings to the customer. And uh, in better interest rate times, you could see that in, say, a certificate a deposit or CD interest rates or savings account interest rates. But more typically, people will notice this in home loans, um, auto loans, things of that nature. I know when when I was when we had an auto loan a couple of cars back, uh, we got it through a no. We initially got it through a bank because uh, it was like at the dealer that they mm-hmm. send you to the bank that they like, etc. Gotcha. And then after that, we um, shopped around and got it refinanced at a credit union, and it was a significant savings mm-hmm. because credit unions a lot of times can undercut some of the banks. Especially if you're getting a loan through a dealer. That's a whole nother show. Mm. Um, but just keep that in mind. So <clears throat> a lot of the reason to go to a credit union has to do with with the savings. Now, I personally bank at a larger national institution, uh, a for-profit bank. And one of the key reasons is the technology. Yeah, uh, The apps are generally better. Um, the website is generally better. Just more streamlined fluid. If those things don't bother you, that's Okay. Uh, I personally like the user interface, the experience, and I'm I'm willing to pay a little more, even though I'm not actually really paying anything. I'm just getting less interest on my money uh, to be able to use that. There's less of a difference probably today, uh, but depending on the credit union you're going to, uh, you could see a pretty dramatic difference from say uh, Chase or Bank of America's mm-hmm. apps, and you know the Farmers Credit Union of Kansas or something like that, who right. may not have the best developers to create the app and experience that you might want. Yeah, but I think credit unions also have a lot to offer, especially what she was mentioning, giving back to the community. Mm-hmm. So like you said, they're nonprofit, but they're kind of locally based. Yep. You actually have to become a member of the credit union in order to bank with them, essentially. Mm-hmm. So normally when you're a member of a credit union, you have to pass some qualifications. And the main qualification is that you live in the area, you work in the area, things like that. So I think a lot of credit unions nowadays have tried to get on the same level of banks with maybe their software or a lot of the time people don't want to use a credit union because they're like, well, if I go to an ATM when I'm on vacation or something like that, then I can't use it. But they've created these co-ops in between Mm -hmm. different credit unions where now you can go and get an ATM and access that all across the U.S. Yeah, there's like ATM networks now, basically. Exactly. ATM (laughs) networks that your credit union may associate with. I also use a large national bank kind of for similar reasons. I really like the the app format. I like being able to, you know, deposit my checks really quickly and easily. But a lot of credit unions nowadays seem to be able to use, you know, a lot of similar technology stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the things I actually pointed out was the safety of a bank versus a credit union. And I think for most people, that's going to be an irrelevant Point because both credit unions and banks are actually insured up to $250,000 in deposits. If you're storing more than that at any bank, you might consider diversifying that across multiple banks or adding some into a brokerage account. You can utilize things like money markets uh, or uh, U.S. government bonds, things of that nature to hold cash. Uh, but if for some reason you're a person who needs to hold more than $250,000 in an actual bank, savings account, checking account, etc., 
at that point, uh, yeah, you might want to diversify. But if something happened, if the economy really hit and your credit union got shut down, the credit union has insurance similar to FDIC where your deposits would be insured up to 250000 Now, that's very inconvenient. If we go through an economic crisis and the bank shuts down and uh, the insurance has to figure out uh, who to pay and then pay you out and all that, there's sort of an inconvenient stretch there. So that's one of the arguments for having two banks, maybe. Uh, but you're talking about a, a pretty significant event. I mean, small banks, credit unions, things like that can go out of business. Uh, usually they're in tumultuous times when there's stress on the system. And so that is one thing to think about. I think if you've got an online brokerage account, something of that nature, you could bounce back and, and kind of uh, sort of fill the gap in that uh, if you really had to. Uh, but know that you are insured. So, I, I mean, that... Yeah. That particular point, I guess, yeah, wouldn't yeah. concern so, me personally. Yeah, exactly. The NCUA is is what kind mm-hmm. of supports and does the exact. You've thrown out the acronym. I know, right? <laughs> the same thing that the FDIC does. So they they support the credit unions and they back it mm-hmm. two hundred fifty thousand dollars. But I think a strategy that several people I've heard of using, I haven't personally done this myself, is they have different banks for different uses mm-hmm. or different credit unions for different uses. So. Um, may use a Chase Bank for your personal checking and savings account because you like the app, you like being able to go to an ATM anywhere in the world, you know, basically for Chase. But use your local community credit union for, like you mentioned, a loan mm-hmm. and stuff like that because they are nonprofit. They're giving back to the community and you may get some lower rate. interest. Yeah. And sometimes it's the small things between banks or institutions that really are the things that make you have an affinity for one and not the other. So, for instance, we have two banks. One of them is an online-only, no brick-and-mortar bank. One of them is the brick-and-mortar bank that we've had since we got married, my wife and I. We've got that bank, and then we open up an online savings bank later on when those interest rates were higher. Uh, we do bill pay out of our brick-and-mortar bank because when they send a check to someplace through like the bill pay thing, you know, you go online, you fill out the information, they send the check uh, and all of that. One, it doesn't come out of our account right away. Uh, it comes out of the account when it's cashed, and therefore, we can actually see when it's cashed. Other online bank, which I've mentioned on the show before, I'm not sure why I'm being all like mysterious, uh, but other online bank, uh, or the online bank that we use, when we do bill pay, one, it comes out of the account immediately, so they like they earmark the funds coming mm-hmm. out of the account, which for some people could be frustrating, because if you have a bill due, say, on the 20th, and you get paid on the 15th, but you want to make sure that gets sent on the 12th, it's coming out before your paycheck that you might be you know, earmarking to actually pay for it. So yeah. that could be annoying. But the other part is it's not easy to see if that check has been cashed. So for us, for instance, we're paying rent and our landlord doesn't have like Venmo or Stripe or yeah. something to where we can go online and just pay him really easy. I wish he did. It'd be so fantastic. If you're a landlord, make it easy for people to pay you rent. Yeah. Because life will be just so much easier, just like bloop, instantly like get money in your account. But that's besides the point. When we're paying our rent, I want to know that he actually received it right. and cashed the check. So if I use the online bank and it's just earmarked and it never shows me whether or not he actually received it and cashed it, I could get a call on the 15th of the next month and be like, hey, where's your rent check? I'm like, I don't know. The bank says they sent it. Right. Like, I didn't receive it. So uh, with our brick and mortar bank, it just gives me the security of knowing you know, on the first or second or third. Uh, I see that cash. I'm like, okay, that's out of the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, mentally, that's just kind of done. So I enjoy that aspect of it. So uh, really user experience for me is the main component when it comes to to banking. It's so easy to switch banks. Uh, I think people think that it's a lot harder 
than they expect. But I mean, you just you give your HR your new direct deposit information. You switch over uh, any bills that you have that are ACH and uh, things like that. So those are like the direct debit. Once you do that, there's probably ten things you maybe max you have to change. Mm-hmm. After that, it's it's pretty simple. It's not as sort of uh, I guess arduous as it used to be back yeah. in the day. I think most people pay bills on their credit cards as it is. Um, and then pay those off immediately. So it's not very difficult. That said, uh, we've talked about on the show before, I wouldn't bounce from bank to bank mm. just for small changes in interest rates. Right. I mean, right. I wouldn't have 10 banking relationships and be moving money around constantly because, oh, this bank pays uh, 0.40 on savings, but this bank pays 0.50. Um, it's just not going to move the needle enough in your financial plan. I'd have two or three banks um, that you feel comfortable with. Maybe one is for your high yield savings. One's just, you like the user interface, things like that. But if you have one for most people, fine. that's probably going to be fine. All credit. You said, you said it. it. All credit. All credit to the credit union. All, All right, Ashley. Great, great question. I hope that I didn't disappoint you too much being on here and not. I think quit. she's going to love it. I hope she does. I really do hope she does. But Ashley sent us in a question. She's going to get a $25 Amazon gift card sent in the mail. Um, so feel free. Send us a message. You know, yep. Send us in an audio file, and we'll use your question. Ashley was so enthusiastic. Yes. She was so excited, and that's why she kind of got bumped up. I'm enthusiastic and excited. Why? Because I forgot we have to update everybody. Um, we were sitting in a meeting last week. Massive brainstorming creativity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, working through all of our social media strategy and all of that and realizing how difficult it was to say that Instagram is DIY dot money. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, all the we different had like things. seven different names. We had seven things. different names. We were, yeah, very illogical because everything was like DIY money. Mm-hmm. And then a uh, massive epiphany when we were in our meeting last week, we realized we are the DIY money podcast. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, on every social media outlet out there, DIY, DIY Money Podcast was actually available. Yep. DIY Money was not when we originally set it up. So uh, if you're wondering or you're looking to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Facebook. everywhere now, it's just DIY Money Podcast. DIY Money Podcast. Check us out. uh, Look us up. And then finally, I get to do do the outro. Oh, yeah. Go for it. I'm not going to read it. Go. Okay. So live on less than you make invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Thank you for joining us. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.